You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPace, an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. We're an all-star panel this week, we've got the regular team in, some of them are a bit more half-cut than others. Shankers, <laughs> we'll come to you first, obviously you're uh, one of the results of the weekend, how are we? I have I've been better um, physically than I am. My body's sore, head's sore, everything's sore, it was, a, it was a tough shift yesterday, but it was. Yeah, definitely. We'll get your thoughts and your result in a couple of minutes. We're joined by Wilson. Wilson, you didn't have as that as that good a Saturday. How are we? Fine, thank you. I'm just really on here to condemn the snowball throwing incident <laughs> at Livingston today. Um, absolutely disgraceful scenes again by the Rangers support, but I'm sure we'll cover that later on. Yeah, we'll touch on that later on. And we're also delighted to be joined by Rory Loy. Rory, it's been a busy weekend for you as usual. How are we? I not too bad. Just still thawing out after my trip to Arbroath yesterday, but I'm I'm getting there. Um and looking forward to the show. I definitely we're going to touch on a lot of the, the results over the weekend, but where else to start but the Scottish Cup? Shankers Auckland one, Hamilton now, West of Scotland team beating a Scottish championship team. That must rank as one of the best results you've ever been involved in. I definitely it's, it's right up there with, with their result a couple of years ago. Um I'm not saying I'm no surprised, of course, we knew it was going to be tough, but everybody believed that, that we could get there and if we all played the potential and, and gave 100%, then we knew that, that we would get chances and, and and we knew it was possible, definitely. So, um, it was, listen, it was enjoyable. We were out there, it was a, it was a really tough shift. Uh, a lot of times that we, we didn't have the ball and we had to kind of keep our shape and and co- like concentration levels had to be at maximum because if if we switched off a wee bit, they've they've got enough quality to hurt you. So uh, it was a uh, it was a good day, uh, and we look forward to, to the draw tomorrow. Aye, the draw is going to be in Monday night after Breakin versus Darvo. Wilson, how proud are we, Ashankers, for his achievement <laughs> again to the the fourth round walking leg? I mean, all, all, all joking aside, um, it's a terrific result and it's terrific for Hockey Lake Talbot and everyone associated with them. Again, I, I, I agree with Shankers. So, uh, I don't think it was much of a shock at all, um, to be honest. I know possibly the bookmakers did um, right up until kickoff. But no, I, I, I think when you, you look at... Uh, and it's different for us because obviously we're in the history, we know a lot of the Talbot players, etc. But even on paper, I thought Talbot's squad was better um, than Hamilton Aki's, but... Is, is grave ties for Hamilton Ackies, you know, that, that that result can have a real negative impact um, for the rest of your season as well. Yeah, they'll probably say, well, we're concentrating on the league and whatever, you know, but it's, it's, don't take anything away from Walker Lake Dow, but they, they deserve to win that game yesterday. Well, judging by the, the highlights, I've seen extended highlights, I haven't obviously seen the full 90 minutes, but Walker Lake Dow would deserve to win that game. And I'm just glad, you know, I, was, I saw a wee video last night, um, so I'm just glad I'm actually seeing Shanker's face tonight rather than any other part. Um, it was anatomy. Um, so it's good to see his face tonight, even though they're quite similar. <laughs> he talks at the two of them and all. Take them to both of them. Shanker's on a serious, serious note, Shanker's, can I just ask, 
see in the next round, the group in the changing room, do you think, would you rather get a big hitter or would you rather get a winnable tie? Someone, you know, that you feel you can, a home tie against, I don't know, a League One, League Two side and go and progress again and get in the next round. That's not to say you're not capable of beating a Livingston or, a, I don't know, a, a St Johnston or a, would you rather get a Premier League side next or would you rather get a tie which you would see is more favourable? We were talking about just before you come on uh, off the camera and we were saying that like, it would be great to get a, a favourable tie at home because you want to go as far as you can. But then also there's, there's the thing that you want to go away to a, an Easter road or a, you don't want to go away to Tynecastle again. <laughs> we've been there twice. We want somebody that we've maybe not played. If you're, if you're going to get uh, one of the SPL sides or one of the higher sides, you're, you're wanting them really away from home, which... Which benefits the club financially, and it's it's to get a chance to play against like one of the top sides in the country. So it's harder. I really can see see both points, but for me, I would preferably want a, a favourable home tie to give us a chance of progression again. So, but it helps the club out, and and obviously a chance to progress into the next round. Rory, we've seen some just a few of the results. Well, we'll talk about Auckland one, Hamilton now. Clyde Bank 2, Clyde 0, and Banks of D1, East Fife, Banks of D2, East Fife 1. Do their results catch your eye straight away? Are you, are you surprised at them, maybe no, knowing as much about the kind of, those kind of level leagues? Are you surprised that they kind of results when you see them? Um, listen, the, the cup always provides shocks to a certain extent. I think the, um, I think the Auckland Lake one stands out because Hamilton, you know, not so recently were, or very recently, um, sorry, we're in the in the top division. Um, and whilst the guys say, you know, within the changing room, Shankers and Wilson, I know you know those leagues very, very well, and you know Shankers and, and the boys that play down there very well. I know you say it's not a shot, but, I mean, that's some achievement. To be a championship side, uh, being for the West of Scotland Football League, is, is a huge achievement. And I think it speaks volumes, these results, for the pyramid system and the changes that need to be made within the pyramid system to give these guys a fair opportunity to, to be performing at a higher level week in, week out. You know, guys will spend a number of years in these divisions fighting to get out of them and then, you know, by the time they're, you know, they've played a, a lot of a years in the game, you know, there's only one space available to get to get promoted and I think that there's enough results and there's enough quality in these leagues to show that there should be more of a pathway there for for teams to be promoted and to be more competitive within the leagues because they're more than capable of doing it. And I think it's a, it's a shame for Scottish football because there's talent out there. And um, I don't think the, the opportunities are as equal and fair as they, as they could and should be. Shankers, we'll give a wee mention to our friends at Clyde Bank as well for another monumental result, 2-0-1 over Clyde. How proud are you of them as well for being the second team of the West to get there? Hopefully Dar will make it three tomorrow night. I listen as Rory's Absolutely hurt the nail on the head there. It is it is kind of weighed in the, the favour of the the teams at a higher level. Uh well it's a playoffs and stuff like that, rather than a, if it's if you're going into the pyramid system and it's tier one through to six or whatever it has to be a straight up and down for me, the the way it the way it works. Uh, I mean it's even the, the playoffs are like the championship SPL uh you know Ways in the favour of the, the SPL side rather than just a kind of four teams, uh, two two ties, and rather than the fourth place has to play third, and then third and second has to play it out for. So I definitely think that there should be a restructure there. But um, going on to Clyde Bank's result, uh, I'm 
can't say I'm I'm too shocked about it either. Uh, we played them a few weeks ago, uh, and it was a tough match. And I think when when they got the draw home tie as well, which is fair enough, they played. They were a, a, after going up to Elgin and winning. They were a fully believed that they, they can go and do that. And and I'm quite confident that, that Darvo can can win tomorrow. And I think it just shows that the teams are level and it's not just one-off matches I think if they were they were in there uh, and those League 2 League League 1 I think we would compete uh, so it's it's not a shock for Clyde Bank one uh, and, and as I say if Darvo will go and win tomorrow that, that, I wouldn't be that one either Wilson what was your result of the weekend in the Scottish Cup did any results catch your eye? Uh, Kelly's <laughs> um, no, I mean obviously the, the Clyde Bank and Talbot results kind of um, took over in terms of you know obviously lower down the pyramid system and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> I think Wraith Rovers won at Falkirk, so I think that's a good result for them. Maybe if you thought that would be a potential banana skin for them. Um, also, Partick part beating Dunfermline obviously been a wee bit of resurgence at Dunfermline with John Hughes and. Um, Particle, you know, suppose was that a surprise result? But no, I think I think all the attention and rightly so should be on Clyde Bank and uh, Talbot, and then obviously maybe Darvo producing a good result tomorrow night. You know, opens that right up for those teams. I Banks with you as well. Obviously beating these fives, another brilliant result yep. for them. Best of best of luck to them in the fourth round as well. Rory, did you you were at our broth yesterday? Was there any results catching your eye? What was your thoughts on our broth game? Ah, oh, both were more than comfortable. Um, they really were. Four for. Uh, for struggled against them. Our both played a, a four five one and dominated the midfield, got numbers in, in the middle of the pitch and you know some lovely play. The boy looked Donnelly was, you know, I worried for our both a little bit when I seen Joel Nubley wasn't allowed to play, being at Livingston on loan. But the boy looked Donnelly was excellent, took his goal really well. Um for Forfa had a wee bit of a go in the in the second half for about ten minutes until they got a third our both and then it was game over. But um yeah, I mean, our both were, were just about team. Funnily enough, Forfa had one chance in the full game, and it was at nil-nil, and Scott Shepard fluffed his lines. Um, he was coming in his left foot, and he just didn't quite strike it right. Um, and our both went on to win. And comfortably, it was it was good to watch them, and it wasn't too windy. Um, it was quite cold towards the end of the game. But, um, aye, com- comfortable win for our both. I thought it would have been more competitive, to be fair, but it wasn't wasn't that way then. i tell you something. Nobody will want our growth in the next round, especially away. Our growth will fancy their chances of taking any team out with the maybe top four or five in the top league. I think they would give anyone a game. I really do. How was the wind machine rolling? It was, on. It was fine. That's what I'm saying. Like, right? I so many texts for people. <laughs> and, and it was fine. There's people up and down the country saying, oh, it's freezing. Don't get me wrong. When the sun went down, the sun was kind of behind the, the stadium and it was it was all right. But as as the night drew, drew in, eh, about kind of half four, it, it did start to get cold. But I've been to Abroth a few times and that's definitely the best conditions I've been involved in. <laughs> we'll move on to the, the Premiership. Obviously, with a full Premiership card as well that we'll talk about. We'll start off at uh, Dens Park, Dundee 3, Model 0. Rory, that's a massive result for Dundee, obviously getting back to winning ways against a Model team who did look as if they were resurgent. Yeah, I mean, James, it takes a, a number of weeks now on the training ground to, to get them... To get them ready for this game, they've got a very, very busy schedule in, in December, a lot of tough games. So I think it was important they got at least a point in that game. But I don't think anyone expected, um, I, don't know, I don't think a, a win by the odd go against Motherwell at home would have been a massive shock. But to go and win 3 0 in the manner they did, it could have probably been 4 or 5 the way the way it went. Um, they, they were excellent. 
like I said, I think that's huge for them. Ross County have picked up a bit of form as well. I know they were beaten yesterday, but going into that game, um, I, I just feel that it was a, a game that they... No, I know Ross County got a point, sorry, yesterday, but going into the game, I just felt that Dundee had to pick something up, but I didn't, like I said, expect them to go and blow Motherwell away. Um, and that'll give them great belief going into, going into December. Because, like I said, they've got some massive, massive fixtures. And clubs like Dundee are always going to go through a spell where they maybe lose three, four or five uh, in a row, potentially. Um, but I think they're the third, uh, based on the last five or six fixtures, I think they're the, they're the third form team in the country after the old form. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they had a 5-0 defeat in there at home to Ross County, quite remarkably, but they'd won at home to Aberdeen and got a draw at Tynecastle. Then they've beaten Motherwell. So, you know, they're, they're going not too badly at all uh, under James McPake and... They'll definitely be targeting their, their dense park fixtures in December as a way of trying to pick up some more points. Wilson, yeah, you want to add in the Dundee Motherwell game? No, it was it was more about Motherwell, how hot and cold Motherwell are. You know, beating Hearts at home and then going there and losing quite heavily. And as Rory kind of uh, said there as well, could have been more. Um, so I, I worry about Motherwell. To be honest, I, I think there are two or three bad results really from falling into a, a bit of a trap there. You know, so. But as I say, go go by the highlights. Didn't even the better team, and I fully deserved one. Shankers, what about you? I uh, Rory made a point. That I thought <coughs> I actually thought it could have been about four or five as well. The chances that Dundee had, there was cross bars, good saves, uh, goal line clearances, and stuff like that. So pretty comfortable for for Dundee. And as Rory says, they'll be looking. That is, they, they got a win in Livingston, teams run about in Livingston, St. Johnson, Aberdeen, St. Mon, uh, all dropping points. So, so it'll be good for them. And, and as Rory says, their fixtures coming in, members normally are pretty kind of month, uh, football wise, so they'll be looking to pick up many points as possible. Yeah, but it was a massive one for the Dundee, a 3 0 home win at Dens Park. We'll move on to the game at McDermott Park, St. Johnson 1, Hibs 2. So Johnson took the lead through a Ryan Porter his own goal, then were reduced to 10 men. Kevin Nisbet finally got his goal in the 83rd minute after a two goals been ruled out, and Jamie Murphy scored the winner for Hibs to give them their first league win in six games. Wilson, Hibs left it late, but they got the result. Will that give them a massive degree of confidence to get out that rock they were in the league? <clears throat> I think so. I mean, I saw it guide before the game, it was the last five league defeats. Um, obviously, they got a wee bit of a buzz about uh, the semi-final one last week. Um, but I was just a bit disappointed in the match officials again. You know, I, I picked Nisbet for top scorer. Um, and he got two, two goals ruled out. One that was never offside. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> um, and then the second one for a... Well, it was Portis, so let's be honest, it probably was a full um, in the lead-up to that one. But he still, he still got his goal. As I say, it's definitely it's definitely a good result for for Hibs. St. Johnson pulling as well a, a bit right enough, uh, but from a Hibs point of view, good firepower. That'll be two wins in a week because they've obviously got an easy home fixture on Wednesday as well. Rory, <laughs> Rory, what was your thoughts in Hibs's two one win over St. Johnson? Um, I think the standard of the, the Hibs goals really stood out. It's listen, old cliche, you know, St. Johnson, no easy place to go and all that, but. You know, they don't make it easy for you. They're big, they're physical. Moments of quality won that game for Hibs and it's no easy to do that. The first goal, the interchange of play, uh, Scott Allen into Murphy, Murphy back to, I think it was Murphy back to Nisbet and, you know, a wonderful finish and then um, Scott Allen showing a bit of magic and 
you know, getting his head up and picking somebody out, which is nice to see. Maybe the difference of a creative player in that area rather than a fullback who finds areas. Creative player gets his head up, picks somebody out, gives Jamie Murphy a, a, a relatively easy finish. So I think the standard of the goal stood out for me. Um, and Hibbs overall, as Wilson quite rightly says, the first goal should have stood. Um, and I, I, I fancy Hibbs to grind out a result. I think Jack Ross always seems to be able to do that uh, historically, to grind out a result when he kind of needs one. Um, and I, I think I went for 1-0 on the, on the predictor and, you know, 2-1. They did grind it out in the end, although to be fair, if it wasn't for, for probably poor refereeing, then it would have been more comfortable. Yeah. What did you think of um, Scott Allen's impact? I mean, he seems to be a very talented player and he's, he, had, he always seems to have an impact coming off the bench, but it doesn't so really... As well. he's, come, he's come through a lot, obviously, in the past. Ah, year, he he's he's never, he never seems to start. As I say, maybe that's right on the way, because the impact he makes coming off the bench is... It's usually very I think, good. I think the difficulty as well is see the first 60 minutes at SPL games, especially away St. Johnson. It's 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 blood, guts, and thunder, it's kick and rush at times. It's and it's a shame because the quality can be better because St. Johnson can play if they get the ball down, but I think it's that hesitation to go see if it's backs to the wall, see if it's tough. Is Scott Allen going to have that impact? Maybe he's a better option for the bench, which is a frustration for the player, but you can kind of understand why it's there. Although if you were to pick the guy with the most quality on the ball out of the the pool of 18 in both both teams, you would probably go with him, but I think it's just that idea of how the game might go, potentially. Probably the sending off, you think the sending off's two bookings, yeah? Take ah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, thought the, yeah. the, 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 I thought the first one could have arguably been a red, to be honest. I didn't like Potty's mm. reaction, but I thought that was a bit naughty. Shankers, apart from yourself on Saturday, was there any other striker that deserved a goal more than Kevin Nisbet? <laughs> no, I, I, I said it earlier, that... Um, Goal. I cannot, for the life of me, see what, what the linesman has honestly seen there. I just, he's getting perfect, perfect view. It's right in front of him. He's not looking through bodies, anything at all. I know it's getting for a distance and he's been tough. I don't know whether he's maybe watching the pass and then he's seen him running through, but he actually ran past the defender right in front of him. This bit, when this bit gets his goal, he's, he's finishes. Uh, I know the linesman Shankers I know exactly why the goal was ruled out <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously following what he's been told to do oh, I just um, knew I was, I, sat, I was watching that laugh I knew something was coming I just... <laughs> when it's referees and, and officials and stuff involved you see that unmute button coming off and you know something you get saved but no uh, it's really it's something that's picked out about the quality of his goals um Nisbet's got a great finish. And Scott Allen's we turn for the, for the goal and, and Jamie Murphy uh, an impact as well. Um, Ibs, Ibs probably unlucky no, no actually to get more and, and win the game more comfortably. I know it looks as if they've they've left it late. Well, they obviously have left it late uh, to get the two goals back, but they probably should have uh, probably should have been back in the game a lot earlier. But Hibs have got a wee bit of momentum. Uh, just now, I know they lost to the Ross County last uh, week, but the way to St. Johnson, as Rory says, and then another week there, it's, it's a big factor midweek. They're kind of coming up the table now, 18 points, I think they're maybe sixth place, so they're about a false position for where they probably want to be, so they'll be looking to push up that. Shankers, we'll stay in you for the the other the game at Tynecastle. Hearts 2, St. Marin <clears throat> now, Mackay, Stephen and Kingsley with the goals. Kingsley with a wonderful free kick to secure the points for Hearts. 
Hearts are booing it, and they're, they're not. There's times where you can kind of think they're not at it at all, but at home they're looking very, very good. They're, they were obviously second until Celtic won today. They're getting it done at home, and Craig Gordon's another massive player for them as well, with another excellent performance. He, he was brilliant. I, I actually thought St. Murner were maybe unfortunate not to come away with maybe a point or that way, with chances and stuff like that. They've, I think they've hit the bar, Gordon put off great saves. I think they'd one cleared off the, the line as well. Uh, they actually played played really well. Rory picked up at a point the other week there. Um, see when, like, it was it's still now now and, and hearts are missing chances and fans are groaning and moaning and I mean, this is it. Rory said some, I think it was like Newton seems to be maybe the fans have got some, I don't know whether it is maybe when they are no <laughs> winning and stuff like that, they seem to be a wee bit more pressure on them than the, just for supporters and stuff like that. But I'm sitting something on the table, you could argue that they're maybe punching above their weight having having just come up. Um, for last year, obviously, they've, got, they've probably got arguably the third best um, board in the league, but I think the fans maybe need to relax a wee bit. They're sitting third. Uh, I think they've got a two-point lead, but they could easily... Uh, two-point uh, lead ahead of Dundee United in fourth, but uh, I think they're, they're been a wee bit harsh and stuff like that way. I know it, it's, well, it's like 70 minutes now, now at home, it's at Monday, probably think they should be should be winning, but it, you've not got a given right to win. But as you said, the, the, the free kick, the second goal, the free kick... Uh, uh, on that. I think he's done that quite a few times this season already, Kingsley, to be fair to him. Um, so, Hearts fans, I think, are, are been a wee bit harsh on the, their managers and stuff like that when they're, they're maybe drawing stuff like that. They're, they're third place, and, and rightly so, uh, so far. So, I think Nielsen gets a wee bit of, uh, a wee bit of hard time for their support for whatever reason. I don't know if they've got, got some, I don't know if something's happened or whatever they've, they've got, but Third place in the league, it's, it's hard to argue. Rory, were you sat? Did you think St. Marin maybe deserved something at the game? Or were hearts, or was Craig Gordon just too good to kind of keep them out? I was baffled. I've seen St. Marin's last two home games and they've created no chances, scored one goal. The reason they scored the goal wasn't even a chance, it was an unbelievable finish from McGrath. So to watch them go to Tynecastle and look like they had chances to win the game, I was just like, it's mental. Like to, to go to Tick, maybe you could argue well, parts open up a little bit, create leave more spaces for Brophy to run into, etc. But I thought someone have been poor the last two whole games I've watched them. They picked up one point. Livingston for me were probably the better team last week, although a draw was probably fair overall. Dundee for me deserved a win. So watch them go to Tinkas and create chances. You're always up against it when you go there. Craig Duff, you know, Craig Gordon, you know, how many points a season does your does your keeper win you? I think you can add at least two or three potentially to the tally of what Craig Gordon's um, won for Hearts after Saturday. Uh, it was exceptional. Poor finishing as well, I thought. thought someone should have scored a couple of goals. Um, and uh, Stephen King, I played with Stephen. He's, he's technically, he's, he's excellent. You know, he's a young lad at, at Falkirk when I was there. And um, he, his technique is second to none. He used to, you know, big switches of play for Will Volks. He used to bring them down, kill them dead. And, you know, fizz them right across the, the goal. It wasn't a free kick taker back then, right enough. So it's obviously something he's <laughs> been working on. Um, but that was a peach of a finish, top, top quality. Wilson, were you surprised at Hearts 2 0 1 over St. Marin when you watched it back? 
I wasn't surprised at the result. You know, before the game, I was thinking that's that's a routine home win for Hearts. I think we might have predicted 2 0. Me and you, five points. Very routine. Obviously, maybe not, not on the performance, it looked like that. But again, the boys have highlighted the, the value of Craig Gordon, you know, to Hearts. And, you know, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if he got a move to an even better team, even at his <laughs> ripe old age, because he's he just seems to be getting the older he gets, the better he gets, to be fair. So, no, routine one, good points on the board. What happened after today? I knew I was leading from Saturday's results, Scott. Who's there? Uh... I've not actually looked back yet. We'll look at that towards the end of the show. All right, okay. The winner is, all right. Well, that must mean he's never done well. No, nah, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I know he's, terrible. he's changing the slide to repost. think if he was English, um, Craig Gordon, he would you think he's better than Pickford? On his day, yeah. I don't know now, but on his day, definitely. Like, I think I watch Pickford and he makes. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Craig Gordon pulls off ridiculous saves. I I I I think Craig Gordon he's gets bigger in the goals because of his injury as well. Can I stunt them a wee bit in terms of when he was playing down south? But no, I mean right he, now. He, I mean right now. All right, right now he's better than Pickford. Absolutely, he's hopeless. He wants him, man. You know what's going to bring <laughs> what was I going to say it just makes the whole Celtic goalie debacle last year an absolute incredible. farce didn't it absolutely incredible Great. I mean he's the Scotland number one he's he's put off he's actually won hearts a lot of games single-handedly just, just by saves and, and I think it was was it the cup final maybe the one uh, against Celtic they went to penalties I mean he kept I think he kept them in that one it was maybe semi-final against Hibs I'm not sure the double it's, save last week against Motherwell, even though they get beat, was outrageous. Aye, it's, what it's, do you think if if Alan McGregor was still available for Scotland? <coughs> what you've got, Alan McGregor's maybe not the best start to that, or he's not been outstanding. He was really good on Thursday night, a couple of good saves. But who do you think would be Scotland's number one if the game, if they were all there in the games tomorrow? Great question. That is a good question. I would go. If it was right, if it was right, if it was right, right now, it, I think it would be hard. Sorry, Rory. On you go. No, on you go, mate. On you go. I, I, think, I think obviously I know what Shanker's going to say but I think you've got to look Gordon's played now if you know what I mean but if Alan McGregor hadn't you know retired from international duty and Marshall was out you know this time last year I went it's got to be Alan McGregor 100% Alan ah, McGregor yeah. but, Right now I think probably I mean it's our Rangers are conceding a, a lot of goals you know I don't I know that's not just McGregor's fault but I've, I've seen McGregor have a on form it would be hard to argue with Craig Gordon. Um, just with saves and all that. I mean, he's playing in a, a, a arguably a I'm not saying a worse team because it's not the right word, but a, a, a team that's no no as good as Rangers. Just uh, now, so he's getting worked a lot. Uh, he's getting worked a lot more as well. But I think right now, bad to argue with Craig Gordon. To be honest, I've seen. I think Gordon still like boys into the boxing that Gordon doesn't think twice about coming out and collecting them because he's a business stuff. I think that's one thing that, that Alan McGregor, I'm not telling Alan McGregor he lacks anything because I'm not in the right position to be in that, but I like to see him come out and, and take a pressure off the defence at times, come out and back boys at six, six yards out and stuff like that. I just think that's maybe something that he doesn't do. I, I, right now, it's hard to argue with Gordon, to be honest. I do have the results of the predictor. He's what he'll. I'll wait to the end of the show. He must be winning. He must be winning if he's if he's. Can I see can I, can can the, I just, the laptop rising up in his laptop? Can I just add to the Craig Gordon thing? I just I don't. 
depending on how you take the question, I suppose, I, I think Alan McGregor would probably, if, if, if they were both in the squad from day dot, I think when it came to the decision of David Marshall during that period of time, I think Alan McGregor would have been given the nod at that particular moment in time. Yeah. And I think that the jersey would have been his to lose. And I think given how Steve Clark manages and how loyal he is, you really need to do pretty badly or you need to make obvious mistakes to, to, to be out the team. I think that Craig Gordon at this moment in time would be putting him under serious pressure. But I think if, if he'd never retired, then when Marshall dropped out, after no playing at Derby, I think that given the noise around McGregor at that particular time, player of the year, doing fantastically well, I think he would have been put in. And I don't think he's been that poor this season that he would have been deserved to be dropped. So I I think you'd be sitting there with, with probably McGregor in goals. But to be honest, sometimes these, these decisions can be more of a, a hindrance than a help. So it's probably not a bad thing for the national team that McGregor did take a step back because Gordon's been so good. We'll touch on the predictor before we get into the next game. And fourth place is me with six points. Oh. Third place with nine points is Shankers. I have not been, not been too hot. Bigger things, but you've got bigger things to worry about, Shankers. <laughs> I think I've been picked by a point. I think because we, we, I was a point behind you yesterday. We both got a great result. But no, I but had I, had, I, had, I had Celtic as a draw the day. Two oh, each. did you? I had two each. Right. I'm all ears. In second place with 11 points is Rory. Oh. That means a winner and somehow he's managed to pick this out despite having Celtic to draw two each with Aberdeen. And 12 points is Mark Wilson. Mark, you've won the predictor. Well, how, 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 how thank, you, thank you very much to everyone for watching. We'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs> you, were three, you were three points banking into the day. Oh, was it? Yeah, Did he... Um, results today? I had 2-1 two Rangers Aye, he picked two. He picked two great results. He picked Hearts two, St Mirren one, and Ross County one, and United one. So Hearts two, St Mirren one. Hearts two, St Mirren nil. Sorry, and Ross County one, and United one. So he did. He did do all right. Who's telling him to pick? At least he doesn't look smug about it. Uh. Oh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait till you hear my bet at the end of the show. You'll be lumping on at the end of the show. I'll, I'm going to give all the viewers bet of the week. <laughs> we'll get on to that later responsibly. on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to the, the result that Wilson picked, right? Ross County won the day United won. Ross County coming off an excellent result, beating Hibs during the week. Rory, Ross County obviously left it late to get an equaliser despite going down to 10 men. Could this be a wee beginning of a, a resurgence for Malcolm Mackay's team? Yeah, I think they've shown that. I don't think it's... Um, I think I went for a 2 0 win. I, I don't think that that's a new thing. I think they beat, beat Dundee 5 nothing. Um Went to Ibrox, did fine. Although they didn't win the game, game called off against Hibs, you know, a point against Dundee United. I think they're going fine. Um, whether they will be fine, I'm not quite sure. I think if you look above them, Dundee are picking up points. Livingston always seem to manage to grind out a result. I've said it for a wee while, and you know, I was kind of laughed at almost. I think without wanting to go down the Mark Wilson route, I think St. Johnson could get sucked into it. I, I think they could. Um, they're not playing particularly well. A lot of noise around the cup stuff, which is great. No picking up an awful lot of points. Um, I don't think they're playing particularly well. The three points they did pick up three, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, how Xander Clark single-handedly won them that game. Um, he was unbelievable. I've got, I've got a wee feeling that St. Johnson could be toiling. I don't think they'll make top six. I don't even think they'll be close they're this year. A, they're only a point behind 11th. They're only, it's, it's quite tight there. Aberdeen and in front and 11th. In front and 11th. <laughs> 
But I mean, it's tight. It's tight there as well. Wilson, you packed the result right. Were you surprised, obviously, that Ross County left it so late to get you your five points on the board? I don't think I was surprised that I left it late. I just thought it's, it's one of those games, you know, it didn't, it didn't look particularly good, um, the, the highlights. But maybe, you know, teams in the past at Ross County, maybe not have got that breakthrough right at the end. Maybe got a wee bit of luck. I actually thought, I think the ball must be over the line. I thought it actually looked a bit offside. The guy, the guy was right over the line, putting it in the roof of the net from the header. Actually, but Dundee United didn't seem to complain, so I, I don't know. Um, but again, that was that, that was a banker draw, guys. So you need to start listening to me and for the coupons now. Shankers, <laughs> then you want to add Ross County United? No, I actually thought Ross County were unlucky not to win the game. Uh, I think they'd have they enough chances to to win the game, but Rory says it actually they're doing no bad. Uh, Picking up, picking up some points along the way. So, but again, again, touching on the, the, the referees, you think that's a sending off as well? Yeah, two, bro, bookings, two bookings. Two bookings. They're, they're both yellow cards, aren't they? they? I, I know that referee, there's no agenda there. I know that referee, <laughs> he's, not, he's, he's no agenda. He, he's, he's in his fair as they come, you know. He's one of the good. Was that you? Is it you and Anderson? Him? Talbot Sportsman I don't know is he figuring yeah. this way out yeah, he's a commander he's a commander and not part of the establishment <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the games today obviously there was two today Rangers <coughs> Rangers won 3-1 away to Livingston at the Tony Macaroni Arena in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst first league game in charge Shankers it was as routine as you get for the first half hour Arfield Naribo with two terrific goals a defensive lapse gets Livingston back into the game. And then, obviously, the, the thing that made Mark Wilson so traumatic, the snowball fight. And then Sakala makes it three with a terrific header. Rangers did deserve to win. There's no doubt about that. It was it was convincing. But there's still the defensive lapse, isn't there? I, I mean, when it went 2-0, I was quite confident that it was going to go 3-4 and 5. And then you let them into it. And, and away to, to Livingston, when, when there's one goal in it, they're always in the game. Uh, so, uh, I mean, McGregor's put off a, a good save for Forrest. Forrest probably should score. They, they make it to each, and then it goes to each, and then can Rangers previous, uh, <coughs> previously of uh, went and lost games and stuff like that. So, I think McGregor save at 2-2, and then after that... The Livingston were kind of huffing and puffing, but there, there wasn't really, there wasn't really anything they would say. Can they, they deserved a goal here or there? But um, it was, it was, it was comfortable with it, with it uh, getting out kind of getting gear. It was uh, some uh, good footman stuff like that. Uh, Aribo, Aribo had just could see like like that. It was always kind of Aribo and had uh, had you. I mean, I wouldn't like to go and see the stats because I might be wrong, but. They really, it was always sometimes one or the other. They kind of really, really playing playing together. So it's, it's good to see, especially a lot of weighty Livingston. Gerard was always a kind of can Kamara Davis uh, players like that. So it's good to see like the the attacking players all playing together. Kent, um, Kent Aribo, Haji, Arfield in the day as well, who who uh, had a nice goal was a, a terrific finish, and then Aribo's. They both might have just packed them uh, as well, but I think it was comfortable with it, with it um, playing like too well. If you know. Wilson, obviously, the at half time, your 
your nerves would have been shot to pieces with what happened at half time. Did you manage to obviously see the second half and the better team won, do you think? No. Um I think I think first half, I mean again, and this is where the Rangers support will be panicking. And I'm a big advocate of that. I still think Arfield's offside for the first goal. Um, but again, the establishment are only going to rule that out. Uh, no chance there. Um, but again, we've already touched on with the Hibs game, the quality of the two finishes, in fact, the three finishes, the Carl's a really good header as well. Um, again, a routine for Rangers, absolutely routine going there. And David Martindale will be going home a happy man that he's, his team get three <laughs> points. He really will. Absolutely pathetic, that guy. Um, you know, he never never try a pun against Rangers Livingston, never try a pun. Um, but obviously geared up uh, towards the play Celtic. In terms of the snowballs, I, I think that's I think that's a good laugh. I, I really do. I wouldn't be advocating throwing things onto the pitch for anyone watching, but I think that's a wee bit of fun. I mean, these guys would have been absolutely freezing. You know, again, there's obviously the issue if it hits somebody and hurts somebody and whatnot. Um, but again, it wasn't a protest at the end. It was just about a tomfoolery. I actually thought Martindale was embarrassing himself. Get out, you know. No, I know they're his fans because he's a Rangers man, but you know, <laughs> fan bloggers went out and say, "Right, lads, calm this down." You know, 10, 10, 10 minutes, so the, the game's delayed. But no, but yeah. Rangers certainly deserve to win. I think they've got a wee, and I know it's probably the same when you get a new manager in, but they seem to have a wee bit of zip about them. You know, they seem to have a wee bit more energised. I thought the same in Thursday night um, in the European game. They certainly look as if they're maybe a wee bit happier. <coughs> You know, playing with, a, playing with a smile on their face. Um, which may, makes me maybe think there was things behind the scenes before Gerard's departure um, that was going on. But that's obviously stuff we'll never find out. Um, but I, I, I'm very comfortable. I, I thought when it went when it went 2 0, it could have one of these games that Rangers just keep possession and can finish 2 0, or they could have went and won it 5 or 6. Um, but Livingston's goal, they got themselves back into it. But I think it was only going to be one winner today at Almondville. So. It's, it's a unique game in Scottish football where both managers go home happy. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, since uh, Van Bronckhorst came into the job, obviously played two games, won two games, been a good start for the new manager. What's been the big kind of things you've noticed of how kind of Van Bronckhorst has kind of set Rangers up and are you kind of noticing any big things compared to how Gerard just to set up the Rangers? No, I, <clears throat> I said on the show last week that I felt, I obviously played the 4 2 3 one during the week, I, you know, small, subtle changes between now and January. And I think January you'll see the bigger changes. I think he delivered, basically delivered the message, didn't he, when he came in? Um, you know, some of the things that went on over the last couple of weeks or some of the things that have been said, it's not happening under me. And if it does happen, you'll find me a very difficult person to deal with. And I think that is his way of going, right, let's see what they're made of between now and January and reassess things in January because I don't think, to answer your question, no, there has been massive changes. I just think there's been a bit of impetus put into the team because of the change in manager, because of that little bit of freshness, because of that little bit of change. Uh, people fighting for places, people kind of reinvigorated. I think that's been the biggest change. I don't think it's anything that Van Bronckhorst has specifically done. I mean, how much can you do in a week uh, with two games in there as well? So, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's just been a, a natural human reaction to change, which is to... Um, react to it and I think that's what they've done but I think any bigger changes like I've said and I will continue to say will come in January We'll move on to the final game of the weekend Celtic 2 Aberdeen 1 Jota gave Celtic the lead and then Ferguson got Aberdeen level through a penalty 
before Celtic's captain, Carl McGregor, got them the three points by a 2-1 victory. Wilson, what was your overall takeaways for the game? Did Celtic deserve to win? Uh, in terms of, it's the same stuff we'll touch on with Celtic all the time. In terms of possession, etc. Yeah, the winning goal, absolutely incredible. Um, the winning goal. But McGregor played well in the game. You know, he was a kind of standout. Um, Again, I'm kind of starting to see a few things in message boards. I don't think the Celtic fans are buying into Abada just now. I think they're maybe expecting... really good at the start of the season. He has yeah, kind of went out a wee bit, he's, he? he's kind of fell away. and I don't think it's... Going by VAR, I don't think it's a penalty. I think in first view, and you think straight away it's a penalty. Um, but I think that position will probably become James Forrest over the next few weeks, and especially when it gets in. If he's fit enough, certainly, um, in the next few games... Aberdeen, I, I thought, were OK. You know, Joe Lewis pulled off a couple of good saves. I, I always like Lewis Ferguson. I think every time I see him play, I'm impressed by him. Ramirez looked good as well. Um, David Bates looked maybe about a 2 out of 10, which is a vast improvement over his recent performances. He looked OK. McCrory's a good player. I say find Aberdeen, you know, if they put those performances in, you know, they, they would improve. But I, I think that's... Did somebody say it's eight defeats or something um, in the last 10 it games is, or Same something? as Dundee. Same as Aye, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a real problem. And like, I know you buy into the process, all the buzzwords from the chairman and all that, but Stephen Glass must be heavy under pressure because, again, excuse me, on paper, I look at those Aberdeen players and I think they are good players. They have got good, good players. Possibly on paper, a better squad than Hibs. Possibly on paper, a better squad than Hearts. You know, done definitely Dundee United and, and some of the other teams, but it's a results-based business, as we all know. Um, but it's, it's it's a good three points for Celtic. Um, it keeps the pressure on. I actually felt at one each. Then if that goes to six points again, there's big crunch games this midweek. December's, as Rory mentioned, the is going to be hectic. Leading into the old firm game. And as, as I've said, you know, for a good few weeks now, Celtic can't let that four points get any bigger before the old firm game. Or, because if Rangers, and they're more than capable of going to Parkhead and winning. And if that becomes seven points straight into January, then it's, it's a long road back for Celtic. Rory, what was your overall thoughts on Celtic's 2-1-1 over Aberdeen? <clears throat> uh, similar to Wilson. They did enough to win the game, I thought. Um, I think it probably was a penalty. Uh, you could argue you could argue either way, I think. I mean, for me, I think what most people will say is, well, he re- realises he's mistimed it and he pulls his leg away, but he still mistimes it. His leg's still there. And you could argue, well, you know, David Bates makes contact with him as a put. He's in his, you know, he's he's in David Bates's path. He's put his foot there. He's made the wrong decision. Yes, he's realised it and tried to pull away, but he's not got away in time. And for me, I think you could easily have been, uh, you could easily justify a penalty being given there. If he was to give it the other way, then for me, he would need to book him for diving, assuming that David Bates is looking for it. So, like, it's a difficult one. It's one you could probably debate all day, but I've no, I've no problem with that being given as a penalty. Um, I think, especially in real time, you know these these split seconds within games in the box. Um, you know, I I just thought it was it wasn't a terrible decision or anything like that. I think there's a lot of people saying it was never a penalty for me. I think you could easily justify it as a penalty. But the game itself, like I said, I heard I heard Stephen Glass on the radio on the way home again, again, like I just uh, it's a recording for last week and the week before and the week before and the week before. It's it's becoming monotonous and mundane now the whole process of his interviews it's it's 
it's the same stuff every single week. I mean, they're on one game swing of being in the bottom two. So uh, that's no justifiable in any way, shape, or form. I don't care what stats you've got. Um, I and I just I worry for Aberdeen. Um, I, I do. I think that they can't seem to grind out a result. I know they've picked up a couple of results um, in the last kind of month or so. They had a couple of good wins, and they went to Ibrox and got a, a result when the backs uh, when they had their backs to the wall. But I, I doesn't fill me with any confidence or any belief or any. I don't look forward to hearing his thoughts in the game. I just find them a little bit. Lo- I think he sounds a little bit lost at times. I really do. Um, and, and that's just because that's his first job, and it's can I? No, I don't think so. Um, I think there's plenty of managers. It's Tam Quartz's first job, and he comes out and he's he's quite. Uh, listen, it's easy to be modest, and it's easy to be more balanced when your team is doing well. Of course it is, because almost if you're not doing so well, you feel under pressure, so you feel the need to defend yourself. But Tam Quartz comes out and, again, he says some strange things at times, but at the same time, he gives quite a balanced view of the game. And he's picking up points and he's doing well with a team which Wilson's already pointed out isn't as strong as Aberdeen's. So you can give him the benefit of the doubt to an extent with the whole, you know, it's his first job and things, but... I I just think that they're going to need to start picking up points soon. Um, he talks about good moments within the game constantly. Well, they're totally outweighed by bad moments. So, you know, the the, the balance just isn't there. Um, so, but I, I thought Celtic deserved to win the game. Uh, Aberdeen were competitive. They did fine. But that's not good enough if you're Aberdeen. Shankers, any, any what you add in the Celtic victory over Aberdeen? No, the, the boys have covered it. They've done enough to... In the game, uh, I think I think it's a case of Celtic need to score two goals. Rangers are similar, two goals at least to to win a game. A football now, which is going to go against you at, at times. Um, that having to, having to score two goals all the time because it looks as if both both teams are, are always uh, there's always a chance that they're going to concede goals. Um, but. I mean, if, if it's me that's going to be in the box, I'm screaming for it. But just out, uh, out with looking at it, uh, I've watched a couple of times. I just, I mean, I can see why he's giving it, but in my opinion, that <coughs> isn't a penalty. But uh, like Sir Jota, I think he's been, been brilliant uh, since he came Why is it not a penalty, Shankers? I actually don't think there's an awful lot of I actually think Bates like it's it's no like the Celtic player uh, making contact with him I, I thought it was Bates who's, who's made So Jen gets a boot? No no I, don't, I just don't think it's anything I don't think he's dived but I don't I, think it's I, I, could, have t- I could have touched on this and you were slotting me midweek as you often do like and it was it was the same as the Celtic penalty in Europe you know the, the keepers coming out, no. you know, to, to get the ball. And it was, I don't know if you saw um, Chelsea's penalty today. Like, Juan Bissaka's just, he's, he, he can't I see the guy in his peripheral vision as such. He goes to clear the ball and he kicks, and just, Thiago just puts his leg out, he kicks up into his ankle and, and kicks the ball out, and it's a penalty. You know, 
is it going to stop guys maybe anticipating? Because if you're just going to get your body in, you're going to get. I've not, I've not seen, I've not seen the Chelsea one, but see the midweek one. I mean, that I know he's a goalkeeper, but that's excessive force. That you know, the 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 Celtic um, lad uh, plants his leg, but I mean, the, the one during the week's hundred percent a stonewall penalty, in my opinion. You can't come out and wipe somebody out like that, regardless. I know, but he's, he's he's making a genuine attempt to come and get the cross. But it's still, it's still a foul though. You can I make a genuine attempt to play. I'm, 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 not, I'm not seeing the decision, but I'm just seeing the rule seems a wee bit... And I, I felt the same with Abada's legs planted, you know, and David Bates kicks into him, if you know what I mean, and goes over. And that's... No, that's, he's, that's he's stride, he's, for me, his stride, his, his stride path, is that's his next movement. He has to go there. Where else can David Bates go? He's running at relative pace and, they, and about... Uh, a bad plant his leg. Base has relative pace, to be honest. <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, I, 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 I know what you mean. I just think Abada knows he's made the wrong choice and can he get his leg away? Yeah. I, I, I always think you, you know by his reaction as well. Abada's reaction is like, oh no, I've made a mistake here. You know, the Chelsea one, in my United games, a wee bit different. They're all crowding the ref and whatnot. It's just, uh, I, I feel it's just a wee bit iffy, and that's why I'm a big advocate of Arf coming into Scottish football. We'll touch on what's coming up this week. We've got a busy week, week ahead. We'll start on Monday night. Breek and take on Darvel. Shankers, surely you want Matt to make it three wins out of three for the West of Scotland teams. I mean, it would be nice, but I'm not I'm not overly for it. Like, <laughs> but uh, again, it would be nice for them. Uh, Darvel, uh, I think it's the first time in the Cup and stuff like that, so they'll be looking to go as, as far as they can. Um, Try and try and get a, a big tie as well, maybe, or unless they're maybe similar to if they want another one, they would like a, a tie at home, uh, on a favourable one if they get through. But breaking a, a certain hang second in the is it the Highland League now, so so it's not going to be a it's not going to be an easy an easy task. But I think Darwin will get more than enough to, to beat them, um, and I'm actually looking forward to it. I cannot wait to watch it on you. <laughs> I listen. I will go to the game completely impartial, of course. I mean, I have no. I've got friends on both sides, to be fair, and I've got ex teammates on both sides. I think it'll be competitive, and I think Darvel will go into his favourites. I don't know. I, I, I just think with the with the the players they've got, so it'll be an interesting cup tie. And I think that that little that little nugget at the end of it, that we carry it in the fourth round, and the big boys getting that. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good cup tie, and then I think. I know it's such a small thing, but Shankers has been part of plenty of cup ties. I think it's that idea of getting in the dressing room at the end and hearing the draw and watching the draw and seeing who you get and the camera's been in there. It's just something a wee bit special about it all. So, you know, the, both sides will want to be in that position when they go in and they look at what's what's coming next. I was like, see when we wait time we played there, we were on the bus home listening to the draw of Fraser Brown and we all had a drink and then see when we go Air United at home and the bus... Then the the bus all uproar and everybody's getting it's all party, isn't it? And, but no, it's it's as a kind of I know it's cliche and cringy saying the magic of the cup, but it generally is for like teams like ourselves and Darvo and that who who are I'm not saying no used to it because we've played in it plenty of times, but it's just the the underdog story and, and all that that comes along with it. So we'll be good and I'll I'll be watching the game uh, tomorrow night, as I said, and obviously people you say that Shankers, but like. Even as you go up the leagues, it's still exciting. But see, watching the draw and all that with the boys, it doesn't matter what level you play and what club you play. It's still a wee buzz, and it's still exciting to oh, see who aye. you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm look, I'll be looking forward to the draw and, and watch you, it play out. 
Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Is in, who do you know who's doing it? Oh, sometimes they get like the, the commentators or the people in the studio and stuff like that. They, they do the draw. I don't know. Not 100% sure. Is it actually, is it Ed Breaking Spark or that? Do you care? No. The draw? Aye. I think they're doing it, doing it for the hedge, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, said you're very well thought of in the Darnold dressing room and you want the boys to do well tomorrow night? Well, is, is, is Megat playing? Will he be playing? He will be playing, I would imagine. Right, well, I'll go for Breaking then. Last, <laughs> last time I seen Mr. Megat's social, he was in Dubai. It was that night, <laughs> <laughs> He's um, only back in time for the cup tie. Topping up his tan, can't hide money. Have uh, you seen him? Um, <laughs> have you seen Darvo play Rory this season? Yeah, or any like, clubbits or anything? No, I can't say I have. I've seen a lot of the highlights and different things. It's obviously more difficult to get you know watch the actual games themselves. Aye. But I've seen a few of their goals. Ian McShane's, um, you know, some Aye. player for that level. I must say. He's a top player, man. He is, he's good, he spreads the ball about well um, and I know they, they try and play some good stuff but you know yourself Shankers most teams at that level play good stuff so um, oh. I'd be interested to watch them but listen it's a tight park, it's, it's not always easy to, to I, I find, see when I played at Breakin, you go in with a game plan of, you know, passing it out and then see after 20 minutes it's like right channel <laughs> right, uh, channel ball, percentage ball get in there half and try and play and it's, it's really difficult not to do that whenever I play against Breakin, you know, three big centre-backs and there's just no room to play. There's not a lot of quality, but um, there's a bit of a hill as well. Um, Darvel, can you tell I used to enjoy playing there? <laughs> Darvel will try and play um, kind of at all costs almost. Uh, I think that's the way Mick, way Mick likes to play. It's the way they played against us. I mean, they, they get the ball really well. It's not just, it's no keep, they didn't keep the ball for the sake of keeping the ball. It was all for a purpose going forward. So I think it'll be. I think I think team, I see results like yours, Shankers and, and and Clyde Bank. I mean, I watched. I was covering the Clyde Bank, the Elgin, the Clyde Bank, Elgin game. Seeing the first half, they showed Elgin far too much respect. Elgin Aye. were by far the better team, and Clyde Bank. It looked like at half time they went. Do you know what? Let's just go Aye. for it, and Aye. and they were by, by far the better team. And then seeing Aye. results like Bank to D and Auchinleck and uh, Talbot and um, the who else got through the uh, Clyde Bank. Sorry, of course. Um, seeing these types of results. I think Darvel will get into fear tomorrow, but no, Breakin, um, it's a good chance for Breakin as well. They've the game on the TV. I know they've had a lot, a lot of tough times recently, so it's, it's a good opportunity for their boys as well. So I think it's like I remember uh, when Aberdeen came to uh, Falkirk when we were going well, and Derek McInnes said to his boys, Nicky Lowe, the boy told me that he's like, ah, there's a reason this game's on the telly. See if a cup ties on the telly. They think there's a chance of an upset. You, they think the the TV, they, they think you're going to get beat tonight, Aye. and that's that's the motivation. I think, and know that it would be a massive shock, but I think when the games are on the telly, it's almost that idea of right. We think the underdog might win, and they're the, the bigger teams or the the so-called bigger teams try and use that as motivation. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I quite like Breakin's Park. I made my my debut up there, so I've got good memories. Up there. Fifteen years of age, was still in the hedge. <laughs> <laughs> we were absolutely terrible Camp, camped in uh, last game of the season nothing to play for the resting um, all the top players like Marco and that for the playoffs so all the scuddies in the shite like myself played <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. did you win? no we beat 1-0 but he ended up going up that year through the playoffs um, Aaron Dodds the manager at that point of 
No, no but no. Um, Jim Jim Weir post. Rory McAllister was there at the time and can school. But we'll move on to we'll talk and about that. Answer your question, Scott. I think Darvel will win. On you go. <laughs> I think Darvel will win. By the way, answer your question. You asked me twenty-five minutes ago for <laughs> Darvel and Waldorf started their debate. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> texted me to see when I'm going through for the weekend. I'm just trying to talk about hundreds of stuff so he's sleeping. <laughs> well, so what's your game of the game of the midweek in the Scottish Premiership? I'm sure you've read the facts of the last I wrote in the layout earlier. Absolutely. I studied your answer, Shank, because he'd be asleep in no time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, these, two, these two are at it tonight. These I can see the cash signs in Rory's eyes as I say in my prediction for this week. Here you go, right? Both Edinburgh teams to beat both Glasgow teams. There you go. There's there, there's a wee there's a wee midweek flutter for us, Rory. Why? Why? Well, Hibs. Hibs got no backup. Why you think? Well, that? Hibs. Hibs won yesterday. They're still obviously after five straight defeats. They're in no way guaranteed a top six. You obviously they should be. Um, they've obviously beat Rangers um, at Hamden a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, a week ago or so. Um, and it's it's at Easter Road, you know. It's not necessarily always a happy hunting ground for um, for. I don't know if is, is Boyle suspended again or was that his suspension yesterday? Or? No, yeah, Boyle and Doyle just suspended. Are they suspended? Well, hmm, I remember changing that. <laughs> uh, always, always a difficult place to go. And as I say, Hearts are chasing Celtic for a second. There's and, and Hearts, as I say, Hearts have got some good individual players as well. As I say, I think sometimes with the old firm. These European games will catch up on them at some point because that's now what Thursday, Sunday, eh, Wednesday for Rangers and Thursday for Celtic again. So I think there could be there could be a wee blip this midweek. Um, so there you go. Now you can slaughter me next weekend when we're on or if we're doing a midweek show. I don't know. Um, but there you go. Two Edinburgh teams to beat the two Glasgow teams. Rory, are you taking that bet? I, I don't see three points. I don't see six points staying then. But I mean. It's still beyond the realms of possibility that one of them might get a result, but <coughs> I can't see Hibs and Hearts both. But I cannot see Hearts coming to Celtic Park and picking up three points. I just can't see it. Shankers, which was your game of the weekend and the game of the week, sorry, and the Scottish Premiership? I mean, as to again, I would probably just have to say Rangers just because like uh, Rangers are blocked for revenge after uh, the cup here fixture other. The other week there and stuff like that. Plus, away from home, um, chance to maybe get a win and put a wee bit of pressure. Celtic are playing on the Thursday night, so uh, I think that would probably just be just for the sake of it's got a wee bit, a wee bit of needle in the games normally. And obviously, Rangers need to prove a point after being battered in the, the semi final. I know, as, as you say, it's a, an exciting week ahead. Mother will play the day United on Tuesday. Aberdeen play Livingston on Wednesday along with Indy St Johnson, Hibs Rangers, St Marin Ross County and Thursday Celtic Hearts. Rory, where are you going to be? Um, Brooklyn tomorrow and then I'm covering Inverness Kilmarnock on Friday. Wilson, are, I seen, you going, um, are you going to Inverness? I've seen Wilson's miss. Yes, but don't tell my boss. <laughs> 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 I 
Mm. Sorry, Shankar. I'll be obvious, mate, when you're the only guy in the waste. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think a lot of the Kelly fans are using this as their Christmas day out, to be fair. I think this might be quite a healthy Kelly crowd, to be fair. They need some racket in Somerset, right now. I've seen yes. uh, when, when it said Dundee St. Johnson, I've seen your mouth water in there. <laughs> the, other, the other four games sound absolutely dreadful. We are going to... and oh my goodness. What we're going to do is we'll do what we've done the past couple of weeks. We'll send our predictions into the channel on Tuesday morning. We'll have them out, so... How, how was the predictor this week? You won. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, I was bottom. Yeah. Well, that won't be happening this week. <laughs> somehow. But yeah, we're going to wrap up the show there. It's no, no fans questions this week? No? No, unless you've got any you want to read out that you've heard. No, the one, the one I was just talking about there... Uh, one of, one of this my is this I get nervous at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. Get one a, a, the page shut down. <laughs> One of my good friends had just texted me there saying, what, what would your starting team be against the Ukraine if everyone's fat and everyone's oh, available? Yes. Yeah, that was and, we, and, and then that, that's how I got on. That's I mentioned it during the thing because the text come through um, and that's I where I spoke about M- M- McGregor and Gordon, you know, so it was just it was just really to touch on that. It, um, you know, against you, I mean, I know it's four months away. You know, yeah, we should we should actually touch. It's on all that. I can think about, to be honest. <laughs> we should actually touch on that. We'll go, to, we'll go we'll go to your question in a minute. We'll go to Wilson first. Do you think Scotland have a chance against Ukraine? And absolutely, absolutely. Austria, Wales. It couldn't. It, the draw couldn't have worked out any better. It's, it's, obviously, Ireland and it's, Portugal it's, together. Yeah, um, possibly apart from maybe North Macedonia or something. I think I think that's probably the best Scotland could hope for. Ukraine won't be easy. But I, I think we've got more, more than enough to beat them at Hamden. And absolutely, I think the four of us could beat Wales. Gareth Bale's <laughs> no playing, to be fair. Um, more than enough to go to, to go to Wales and win. See, I, I think it's like a, a really Scottish thing to get like ahead of ourselves. Like, no. Ukraine got to the quarters of the Euros. These, these are over, Shankers. These, these are days in the past. These are days in the past. This is the future. You've no, got the best manager in the world taking the <laughs> You now have someone, I mean, you saw McTominay the day, man of the match at Stamford Bridge. Gilmer was man of the match just yesterday. Okay, I, albeit, you know, maybe not get an out-and-out total goal scorer, but Adams has had a vein of form. You know, Tierney and Robertson are ridiculous. You know, Patterson's now getting more than 15 minutes a game as well, so hopefully <laughs> he'll be playing, you know. Playing one forward, but are Nah, he's playing, he's playing kind of right wing now. Exactly. So, as I say, there's, there's, there's options here now that we've never had before. Now, the debate, and again, we're quite boring as for because we're all old, um, but we're debating, you know, do you play McTominay at the back or does Hanley come in, does Cooper play? We've never had options like this before, ah, so I should be confident. Because Wales have got Bale and sometimes they've got Aaron Ramsey. The rest are garbage. The, the <laughs> rest, when they get a game with Bannockburn, they're mine Stewart. There you go. So if we get if we get to Wales, if we beat Ukraine, then the flights to Qatar are booked. If we get to Wales, Wales still need to beat a, a tricky Austria. No, Austria garbage talbot beat them, mate. Scotland beat Austria. So Wales will beat Austria. Rory can well, Scotland beat. What's your team then? My team. <sighs> Marcus threw a curveball in there. I'm still I'm still a wee bit uncertain of McTominay at the back. Not in terms of him as a player, I'm just worried. I thought Cooper done really well. Um, but my problem, with, I think, with Cooper is you're going to be playing a kind of left-sided centre-half probably on the right. Because I think Hanley would play in the middle and KT would play left. 
Robertson, Patterson, Gilmore, Calmack, McGinn, Adams. Gordon and goals, by the way. Ah, that's, I actually never, never usually agree with you, but I do, I do here. Uh, I would play McTominay. Would put McTominay. I think I think Clark relies on McTominay a lot in that centre back position. I think McTominay's a. And, and, and it sounds. And I know you have a go at me all the time, blah blah blah. But if it, he makes me, or if he puts McTominay into midfield, then incredibly for me it would be Gilmore that would miss it. Incredibly. So that's where I think McTominay will play at the back. McTominay will play at the back. I think the midfield three. So I think the midfield three is as close to rocks. I think, and I think going, and you're just going by the last game. I would play Cooper before Hanley, but Hanley's done very, very well up until he was suspended. So I'd maybe go McTominay, Cooper, KT, Robo Patterson. The Jack, same Henry, Jock, Jack Henry, not make your conversation there? Not for me. Not for me. Is, is, I, I, we... Again, it's probably out of sight, out of mind. He's probably doing very well in Belgium. But I just always think Cooper's playing the Premiership week in, week out for Leeds. He, he must have something. And as I say, I thought he'd done very, very well the last game. So... Played with Cooper at Khalil. Um, he was a um, good, good player. I think he fits the Leeds way of playing. It's just that worry when um, that worry when Scotland, the way they play, um, he's no, he's modern day centre-back. He, he plays, gets on the ball, passes it around. But when push comes to shove, I think he likes your Hanley's probably defend a box better. Um, but I, in terms of team selection, I mean, it could, I mean, that, these variables could change a million in one time. Nobody suspended, are they? I, I actually wonder that because there's a lot of guys up for. No, I think it's been wiped. I, I think it wipes it. I. No, Disney, unless they've reversed it. That's what I, I, I thought think as well. Have, I think I'm, sure I'm sure there's about six or seven yellows before the, the, the Denmark game that I saw. If they were one away, they get booked. I guess McGinn was on a book and he didn't have him after the 90th minute. I'm going, come on, Stevie. <laughs> 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 that was the, the dilemma before it, wasn't it? Like, do you, do you just are you happy with the playoff like no being seeded and, and keep the players for a booking but I was always one of the ones can play your best team and I absolutely trust them to be a professional trust them to be a professional enough Rory can Scotland reach Qatar with that draw aye I'm not quite as confident as Mark Milton, <laughs> I must say he's already um, aye he flights flights up oh you oh you go Milton if they get there I don't tell my boss so I'm going out sick for a week because that, that, that's I, I was I was saying that you know, Tracy's going you'll know got holidays at that time of year because obviously it's the winter and whatnot but I'm I'm saying my boss I'm only away for a week because we'll play the three games in eight days or whatever it is and we'll be, we'll be on the road home so it's, it's really it's it's, 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 not, it's not different to isolating for a week or whatever you know but again you don't know what's going to happen worldwide I have about eighteen vaccinations by then. Could have three heats and two chests, but um, so but I would love, I mean, as uh, I would, I would love to know, I would love to know, I, I really would because, as I say, I would take the kids because look, look, look at you guys, you know, you've probably never been, I mean, I've never been to a World Cup, I mean, I could have, I could have went to France, but we went to Anapa instead, but that's another story, <laughs> you know. So, I've never, I've never been to a World, a World Cup, you know, and you're, you know, I'm 25 next birthday, do you know what I mean? It's um. She really want to be. You really want, and as I say, I would, I would love to take my kids because I think maybe going to see another World Cup. Do you know what I mean? So no, no, absolutely. So my boss will be getting the, the phone call <coughs> from Doha. You've got sand in my throat. <laughs> uh, for what it is worth, I would go Gordon, 
Patterson, um, <clears throat> McTominay. I actually hate saying that name, man, because no fan. But I think that's what Steve Clark would go. McTominay, um, Hanley, Tierney, Robertson, McGinn, McGregor, and Gilmer, Adams, and probably Dykes. I think that's what he would. That's what he would do. I would go Gordon, McTominay, Hanley, Tierney, Patterson, Robertson, Gilmer, McGregor, McGinn, Adams. I'm not going to play Dykes. I'm going to leave Dykes out because I've got to get Ryan Jack in there. Wilkins <laughs> <laughs> not heard you. Wilkins not heard me. I'm going to get Ryan. I'm not playing Dykes. I've got to have Ryan Jack in there. I would play McGinn further forward. I would play McGinn just off Adams and put Jack in the, the defence. Defense Honestly? No, I'm only joking. I would play Dykes and Adams. Dykes and Adams. Adams. I would. See, was Dykes injured or something? He was suspended. What? Who? who? Thank you. It was sort of kind of Armstrong and Christie just off Adams, wasn't it? Aye. Aye. I'd maybe go Armstrong. Maybe I. Rony, I, think, I, think, I think I think I think Dykes would feel hard done by to be fair. Aye. Rory, what would you I, like I, 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 It's four months away. I, I, how can you pick? I don't know. It's, it baffles me. This kind of this. It's like saying who's going to play in the in the next old firm and in, in the second of January. You, uh, who knows? Who, who's going to be available? Who's going? Who's not going to be available? I think it's I think it's just a case of if everybody's fit, what would your team be? Well, probably similar to the, the the team that started the the game there um, against what? Denmark. Yeah, I, I, I would be happy with that. But it'd be hard to go against that. But you say, I mean, I know we're laughing at Pike with the Ryan Jack thing. You know, Ryan Jack was kind of getting himself to be a starter. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Before he got injured, so you you, you wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised. But this is what I'm saying: it's options. Mm-hmm. Options only take you so far in a one-off game, though. Oh, across, across a group, aye, great. Play Ukraine and get your selection wrong, then your options only... I mean, having Ryan Jack and, and Gilmer there, it's not going to change a game if, it, if it's gone wrong at half-time or 60 minutes. So it's nice to have options off over the course of a 10-game campaign, but I don't know how, how far options get you. You know, if you get world-class game-changing players on the bench, aye, OK. It's Stuart Armstrong, mate. You've always won. In a one-off game against Ukraine, I think your t- your starting eleven is is crucial. I don't think you're going to be able to rely on people for the bench to come on and turn around a, a deficit. You're nah, just lacking belief, you lot. You don't we have any tennis lager adverts. I don't lack belief. I, I, I'm as, I'm not as confident as you, but I don't think you're going to get a better. chance like I do have a wee feeling as well. To be fair, I've just got a wee sneaky feeling. There's something about this squad, is what I would say. That kind of um, that kind of wee feeling that says, ah, I think, think we might just do this. It's like a kind of club, like good dressing room mentality, like that, like Scotland's team, though, it seems like they're all good close bond and stuff like that. So that is good to see. I, I think that positive. comes with winning, though, doesn't it, as well? Ah, like, I know, it helps else. a lot. Watch teams have like, like Nigel Cousin and things like that in it, to <laughs> make you sick. <laughs> We are going to wrap up the show there. It's been another entertaining show as always. Thanks to the guys for coming on. It's been a pleasure as always. Thanks, Scott. 
Brilliant. Thank you very much, everyone, that's tuned in. Please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels and follow us on social media. Thanks very much, everyone. See you soon. Cheers.